Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Include it with Prime. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are listening to the Nighttime Podcast. Hello, listeners. Let me ask you all to buckle your seatbelts before we get too deep into this episode. It's going to be a bit of a trip. If you've been listening to Nighttime over the past few years, you probably recall my prior episodes that featured the American-based spiritual leader known as Unicol. But even if you missed those prior episodes, don't worry. I'm going to get you caught up here as quickly as possible. Just about three years ago, a small group of nighttime listeners from Western Canada flooded my inbox with requests that I connect with the person they saw as their sort of modern-day lord and savior. A few clicks and a couple of videos later, I learned that they were members of a group known as Unicult, and the person they were suggesting I connect with was the group's leader, Unicult. It wasn't hard to learn more about Unicol, as they had been prolifically sharing their beliefs across social media for some time, and the messages they shared were only amplified by the many members of Unicult. I'm a starseed. A lot of people ask me, how do I know if I'm a starseed? But nobody seems to ask, what is it like to be a starseed? Starseeds are alien consciousness born into human bodies. Because of our unique energy signatures, we have pretty hard lives. Being a starseed is a super lonely experience. It feels like nobody understands you and it feels like your family is far away in space. The positives are that you're usually super smart and also really psychic. And if you can learn how to master your interdimensional traveling with your conscious energy, you don't have to feel lonely and you can connect to your family in space. Also, as the internet expands on these topics, you can find other starseeds like you. Unicult, for example, is my cult full of starseeds. So yeah, a cult led by someone made up of equal parts Fox Mulder and Britney Spears, I was 100% interested. In September of 2020, I invited Unicol as a guest with plans to learn more about them and Unicult and, well, it was weird and it was fascinating. Not long after the release of that episode, it got even weirder and a little more fascinating. In October of 2021, Unicol and Unicult found themselves back in the spotlight because of a rather strange search or contest or something. Unicol had made a series of videos announcing a search for what was being referred to as Unimate. As you may have heard, I am looking for a candidate to get me pregnant with twins in April or May. And if you would like to um, apply for that, you should be very spiritual, very grounded. Your DNA should be completely activated. You should eat a clean, natural diet with no processed sugar, no processed food. You should meditate every day, exercise every day, and have healed many lineages of trauma in your current incarnation, healed your family. You should 
have a deep sense of peace and connection with the divine and bring that into your cellular activation on a daily basis. And, and you should have been doing that for some years now. And if that is you and you do have viable DNA in the form of sperm, then you can send me your qualifications. An unconventional way to find a partner, sure, but who am I to judge? So again, I invited you, Nicole, back to the show to discuss the search for Unimate. I figured, who knows, maybe a nighttime listener met the rather high spiritual bar Unicol set. That second discussion, like the first, was weird and fascinating, but it also contained another sort of revelation. Unicult up to that point had largely been an online phenomenon, but Unicol was planning to change that. After saving their pennies, they were in a position to buy a physical compound for their followers to live together. Naturally, it was going to be called Uni Acres. And now, with all that long-winded catching up behind us, let me introduce tonight's episode. It's going to be the third in what I suppose is an ongoing Unicol series. To put it as briefly as possible, yes, Unicol found Unimate and is now very pregnant, and Unicol has purchased and been living in Uni Acres for quite some time now. In this episode, Unicole is going to fill us in on how they got here. And let me just tell you, it hasn't been smooth sailing. Who'd have thought a sparsely populated small town in America wouldn't welcome a fringe online cult with open arms? Let's get into it. Unicole, we last spoke just under two years ago. And at that time, you had just recently made a public appeal for a Unimate and at the time you were also seeking a home for Unicult, a place I think you were referring to as Uni Acres. So a whole lot has changed in the last two years for everyone in the world, I guess. But it seems most of all, things have changed for you. Let's let's start with what uh, we'll call this your pregnancy announcement on nighttime. What's going on with your search for a Unimate and your impregnation? That's the right word. Yeah, I uh, I guess I was successful. Is the easiest <laughs> way to <laughs> to put it. Judging um, by your your Instagram feed, yes, you were successful because you are very much pregnant. I am very much pregnant. I have about two more months to go before this baby enters the world, so I've been pregnant for a little while. It's been an absolute trip. Um, it's just changed how I interact with my art and my work so much, and um, yeah, there's been a lot of surprises. I, I wasn't totally really prepared for, even though I was pretty obsessed with getting pregnant. Let, let me ask you though, is um, your search for a Unimate and the way you at least publicly went about wanting to get pregnant was very unique and different, much like everything you do. Is that how you ended up pregnant through your quest for a Unimate or was this something that happened separately? No, ironically it was. And I say ironically <laughs> because <laughs> it happened in a really roundabout way. So what ha like the, here's the here's the series of events i'll do it as quick as i can okay i went to a spiritual um like event right it was like a um like a retreat and i met this person and there was something really special about him and he offered to get me pregnant that day like that night like that i met him and i was like okay i don't know you like that's kind of wild and i was like but you can have my phone number like let's let's keep talking and then he ghosted me and I was like, okay, like, what's the deal with that? Right. And, um, 
then I, that's when I got mad at the universe. And I said, screw it. I'm going to take matters into my own hands and I'm going to make this video. And so I made that video and I called, you know, for the traits that I felt that this person had embodied, um, the reasons why I was attracted to him. And I, I put that call out into the world and it just so happens that he responded to that video and it turns out he hadn't ghosted me, but he had messaged me on Instagram and Instagram had actually hidden the message and I hadn't seen it. And so the whole month he had been writing me these like long letters that I was just, he thought I was ghosting him. And so then we uh, did have some more work to do. We, I mean, we're still doing work. It's not an easy uh, relationship for whatever reason. It's the one I wanted to have. And um <laughs> And he did. He he ended up getting me pregnant the second time that we met. I called him up and I said, uh, hey, I'm fertile. And he happened to be nearby. And we uh, consummated. <laughs> we made a baby. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This It reminds me of like the Unicult, Unicult version of uh, there's that famous song. Like, do you like Pina Colada? Do you, you know this song? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess the I don't know if this is even a true story or if it's just made up in the song. But I think the idea was... Um, this husband and wife were like together and they split up and the husband was or the the male in that relationship was looking for someone new and he he wrote like kind of like a letter of all the things he liked to do and the type of person he was looking for and i think his ex-wife had like seen it and contacted him and realized like they were you know to be together and they got back oh. together it's something like that but y yours is kind of like the I don't know, like maybe David Lynch or Twin Peaks version <laughs> of that kind of story. But regardless, it worked. You're very much pregnant. Unicult is alive and well with you at the helm, except now, you know, there's this this event, obviously, on the horizon that is going to shake everything up. And that is going to be the birth of your baby, which will be in, you know, in two months now. Uh, as I mentioned, leading up to you describing how you you came to be uh, pregnant uh, everything you do you do unique unusual uh more often than not it seems like you do it the hard and most complicated way how is like actually carrying the baby <laughs> affecting the things you do i see you on horses and all sorts of craziness that you're up to how are you managing to keep this going despite being seven and a half months pregnant it definitely I did, my ambition definitely took a hit like I, I definitely, uh, was like, I mean, I, I originally, like I got uni acres in this time as well. So we got mm. 20 acres of land and I've been working on building it out for Unicult to come live with me. And then there was a, a hiccup that happened with like how it was going to happen. And I just like totally had a freak out. And I was like, I can't do this. I can't live with my cult members, you know? And that's like, okay, I've been working towards this goal for, however many years, like 12 years mm -hmm. to get property so I could live with my cult members. And all of a sudden I'm pregnant and I feel these new boundaries coming up uh -huh. and I'm like, I, I can't do it. And so I, it was, like I said, it's just been such a big shift for how I'm relating to my art. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to stay productive. I mean, I'm, I'm not doing the same level of output as normal. Oh, well, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, yeah. And that's saying a little well. You're you put out so much stuff that even before this, but you still do. I don't know. I don't know how you do it. But we'll come back to the pregnancy, the upcoming baby. I, I want to hear about uniacres. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy? 
clarity, the calm. Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We've spoke twice before on on this show. Last time again was about a year and a half ago, and you had talked about your search for the UniMate and your plan to eventually find Uni Acres. We talked maybe a year before that, and you spoke about Uni Acres then as well. But I've always thought maybe this was the idea of uni acres, like an actual property that you're living in, living in with with your, you call them a cult, with your cult. I never really envisioned that happening because I've all I've often thought of your group and people describe your group as a predominantly like online phenomenon, like it's people from around the country, around Canada, around the world that generally connect with you online. So this idea of actually getting a building that people come to, it, it just seems to kind of like maybe butt heads with the, the foundational idea of Unicult. But it's something you've been committed to. Maybe talk to me a bit about why you feel the, what is the value of having an actual property that you're all living together, how that idea came along, and, and how you're actually going about making it happen? It's a great question. And honestly, I, I think I really had a lot of oversight in thinking about it. I think you probably have a clearer vision of the problems than I did. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think there's a lot of uh, productivity. I mean, every, pro there's a lot of productivity that can happen in person, mm -hmm. as much as I am a very much an advocate for work from home and uh, remote work and things like that and connecting on the internet. Mm -hmm. um, I think for me, as someone who's neurodivergent, and who has trouble socializing, it's really nice to imagine that I could create a community that I would feel comfortable with and and uh, and live with and collaborate with on a daily basis. I really do see the the future as the ancient future, such as like having uh, more of a community reality where we are living in harmony with each other, where we aren't all cooking one meal for our oneself three times a day where we have people to help watch children, help raise the kids, help educate them, help with the farm work, et cetera. So um, it's, it's definitely a beautiful vision. And then in practice, what's really funny is that I am pretty agoraphobic. I am pretty much a homebody. I don't really like to go talk to people. And so I think it's, I was faced with that reality of like, of course, I've been dreaming about this physical reality for the last 10 years of being all together with people. But in reality, what do I actually like to do? I like to be by myself. So <laughs> yeah, like a community of people to hide in your room from. <laughs> exactly. That's really what it came down to. And I thought, oh no, like, what have I done? I just <laughs> dedicated all of my money and all of my like next 30 years of my life to paying for a property that 
is way too big for just one person. Mm. So just contending with that and feeling the shift. And I think the pregnancy has been a huge part of that, you know, creating these new boundaries and realizations and trying to open myself up to socialization. Yeah. Well, they say like one of the, of the most stressful things that a human will do in their lives, it's, it's things like having a baby, buying their first house or buying a house, moving, maybe changing jobs. It seems like you're like, you know, the pandemic happens, the world's crazy and you're, I'm going to get pregnant, start a commune for my cult <laughs> all at the same time. Um, it's wild to me, but what is especially wild is when we spoke before, every time you've explained Unicult to me, or, or sorry, Uni Acres, when you've explained it to me or in your videos talking about your ideal home for Unicult, what you, where you ended up seems like in my mind, it's like exactly what you were describing. This idea of like a large property, a large home, uh, kind of old fashioned like farming sort of stuff happening on the property. I was thinking when I heard you describe this years ago, I'm like, she's nuts if she thinks she's going to find like this mansion on a huge plot of land to move all these people to. But when I look at you on Instagram now, you absolutely did it. I made it's, a list and I had yeah. a Zillow addiction. You know, I just was on Zillow constantly and I ended up a little bit further away from civilization than I intended to be. It's been quite a shift. Um, I'm about 45 minutes drive to anything resembling society. And even then it's like kind of sad. Yeah. So <laughs> I did uh, take a hit there, but I, I found everything I was looking for. Otherwise, I mean, we've got a pool and a hot tub and a bunch of land and it's a beautiful house that was built in the 1800s. So it's, I feel very blessed. Uh, it is overwhelming. Homeownership is no joke. Hell yeah. Especially when you're talking about a big old home with a lot of properties surrounding you. Uh, I don't want to get into the, like anything too personal, but like, is did you buy this or is this something that your, your members did or? I, I did it. Because yeah, it doesn't look it. cheap. That's what I mean. It's not. I mean, it, it's coming from LA. It's cheap. Okay. Right. Uh, like it's the same prices. It was the same price as a one bedroom in LA. Yeah. I guess um, it's, it's all relative so relative when you're moving. In my mind, I'm like, holy cow. But also like a one bedroom in LA isn't cheap. So mm. it depends on how you look at it. Um, the way that I did it was just by working, uh, working jobs. I had a job and then I, I got <laughs> more jobs that I worked after that job. And uh, just I've been climbing the corporate ladder steadily for a long time. So I was just working really long days for like a year and um, was able to save up. I think you had gave a kind of a list of the different things you're looking for in your property. Either you talked to me about that or you had it uh, maybe in one of your videos. And, and I recall you making videos on Instagram where you were going to see buildings and properties that didn't work out. I think there was maybe an old church at one point that you were kind of flirting with the idea of buying, but it, that didn't happen. You see this place and it sparks an interest. I guess you had to like fly or travel there to even check it out. Tell me about the process of you coming from California to the middle of nowhere to this massive house on a farm and deciding yeah. to buy it. I mean, it's just like that. You know, I think I I saw the house for the first time because it was it was outside of the area. So it had been listed for a while, but mm -hmm. it was outside of the area that I had been looking for because it's, like I said, pretty far out in the country. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I saw it, I said, hang on, this has everything that I am looking for. And it's beautiful. And it's like within my budget. 
And so um, I, I think I was flying out the next week to look wow. at it. And um, we we didn't close right away because they wanted some more time. The family that owns it, it's been in the family since the 1800s. And wow. so um, the, the person who sold it to me was uh, actually, she grew up in the same town and um, I, she basically it had been in her family, but they had not it like wasn't still in her family. And when she was a kid, she was like, I'm going to own that house one day. Oh, okay. And so she grew up and she like got it back into her family. So it was really hard for her to sell mm. um, after all that, but they were just, you know, living somewhere else for a long time and just getting older. So they couldn't manage it. I don't mm. even know how they were managing it. Cause it's so much work, but. It's hard enough when you're living in the house to look after it. than when you're not to know, uh, I picture small town USA, um, Unicole comes from California and is strange and unique. I'm, I'm being uh, in, in the nicest way possible. Uh, but yes, but well, I, spot on. <laughs> I imagine when you show up and you're interested in buying the house, they must be thinking like, you know, what is going on here? Did they well, do you think they knew about your plans and your background and your cult or they quickly found out the town is very small and not a lot of things happen here. And mm. so even the fact that the house sold was very interesting um, to the town. So you can imagine all the other stuff. I'm, I show up, I'm driving a 2001 Audi TT with license plates that say Unicult from California. So uh, just that alone, right? Like just driving around with California plates in the middle of Georgia, yeah. um, especially ones that say Unicult. Yeah. And, you know, my, they found, my Instagram pretty quickly and circled it around. And I, I mean, bless the people who sold me this house. They were playing, uh, they were having to field calls, you know, people were freaking out on them. Then the mayor, I mean, I've been like having this whole thing with the mayor because he gets calls all the time, people freaking out that I live here and people come by, they do drive-bys real slow in front of the house. And then we had an erroneous article published in the magazine in the local paper, which Normally, like you would have an article published and unless you share it on your social media, like people aren't going to like learn about it. But in this case, it was like published on the front page of the physical newspaper and we're in the middle of nowhere. So it's like every gas station, every grocery store, everywhere you go, the paper is sitting there and there's a picture of me in the house on the front page of the paper. And it says that I'm going to open a robot brothel in the middle of Georgia. You were associated with like a robot brothel, but that was ages ago, right? I, I did attempt to open a robot brothel in 2019, which does feel like 10 okay. years ago, but okay. wasn't, right? But yeah. uh, my argument is it didn't work in West Hollywood. Why would it work in the middle of Georgia? I did not intend to open a robot brothel here, but they just they just Googled me and wrote some, <laughs> I mean, they just filled it with all these kinds of things. And, and we, you know, we thought about getting legal they're taking legal action because it was so erroneous but the way they wrote it was pretty smart you know they said oh it's it's presumed that you yeah. know and then they just wrote lies oh so, so that wasn't good find a fresh take on a fall getaway to wilmington north carolina and beaches enjoy hiking trails in a state park fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie, and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at wilmingtonandbeachesvacation.com. I'm Samantha Cole. 
host of the new season of Understood, The Pornhub Empire. Over the course of four episodes, I'll tell you how a horny YouTube knockoff in Canada came to dominate the porn world, only to shatter their cheeky reputation in a massive scandal. The Pornhub Empire is a new season of Understood from the CBC. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. I could see like someone in small town Georgia Googles Unicol and sees your history and what Unicol's all about. I could see how someone could cherry pick enough odd stuff to really freak out a small town. Other than this robot brothel, what, what are the townspeople worried about? This robot brothel that, of course, you're not intending to open there at your home. Uh, but what what is it they're worried about? Are you just too strange for this place or what? I think I'm strange. I think they're worried I'm going to like change the town because mm-hmm. I came in like, we're going to breathe new life into the town. And like, <laughs> I think that was not taken well. Like, I think people are like, we like it the way it is. Um, right now, we're having a problem because... I think it's ridiculous to cut our grass every two weeks because it takes so long and it's like really expensive if we hire someone. Mm-hmm. I don't have a ride on mower or anything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's literally like $500 a month to keep my lawn cut the way that they oh. want me to keep it cut. And, and my- that's like a bylaw thing. Like you have to. No, it's a social pressure thing. Oh. So I went to the city council meeting and I was like, shouldn't we be allowed to do what we want with our yards? We're in the middle of the country. And there was a pause and like four people were like, no, you need to have your lawn nice. Like it reflects on all of us. Like, oh my God, the South. Mm. So just, I don't know what they're thinking. I think no matter what, it's exciting to them. They want to talk about it. I've been told multiple times on the talk of the county. Um, <laughs> I have friends who, you know, it's like mostly elderly people. So I'm friends mm. with a lot of them. And um, I've worked with a lot of them. A lot of them have actually helped me immensely learn yes. how to manage this property. Um, so I, I don't think anything negatively about the town. I think they're reacting exactly as we would expect, but mm. it is difficult. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like you said, like the California plate alone was probably shocking to some people, let alone everything else that they find. And then if, it, and if you have a widely circulated article, that's full of erroneous info, that's bordering on slander, then yeah, I, I could see how you, people may have their feel like they may have their backs up against the wall with you but you actually like like you said there you attend the town hall sort of meetings um you must stand out there but tell me about these meetings i've been to um meetings for a condo corp where it's like all the owners kind of meet together and talk about like you said their lawn care or you know shoveling snow in nova scotia we got to deal with uh it's and, and those can be interesting but i just think inserting unicol in the center of that must really make it like you know there should be film crews there tell me about these meetings well i think it's i don't i mean I've been to city council meetings in other towns. I was trying to get fluoride out of the water, things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's usually like a nice building with quite a few people. But this town is so small. I'm telling you, like it's a couple hundred people. Oh my so gosh. it's really just a, about six or seven people around a table, a secretary, and then a couple of chairs set up in the corner. It's at the firehouse. And um, people will just, you know raise their concerns and then they're talked about and they'll vote on stuff. So when I showed up last time, um, there was someone there who was like, 
well, I came to find out what's going on in that house. And and she meant me, you know? And so um, <laughs> it's definitely interesting. It's a, it's an intimate town hall oh, meeting, uh, this, city council meeting, but. This sounds like a TV show, like what you have going on there, but you don't, you it, don't share a really, whole lot about your connection with the town. Is that because you want to maybe avoid further drama or. Well, I mostly just stay in my house and like people come by and like knock on my door. One person gave me banana pudding, which I guess is like a really good symbol that like you're being accepted by the community. And I was like, oh, no, thanks. I'm vegan. And of course, like I just feel like that's kind of how I feel like I just am ruining everything. <laughs> yeah, they're like that's so complicated. City people. Um, I know. Like I made a banana pudding and like. Yeah. Oh, have you so. like so there was this article on the front page of the paper there did you th have you ever thought about doing like or communicating with the townspeople in any in any way like maybe like having your own kind of like letter to the editor describing yourself or opening the doors of uni acres to invite the townspeople to see that you're just a bunch of people who are happy to be chilling together like have you ever we had a yes absolutely we had a pool party I invited all the townspeople, um, people who had reached out on Instagram, people who I, you know, have been ma have made friends with here. And I said, bring whoever like we're, you know, really trying to have, you know, just have. And like the thing is, too, because the house was left unoccupied for a long time, but they were upkeeping it. The pool was really nice, but not being used. So a lot of the townspeople would come and actually use our pool. And so they were kind of frustrated when I bought it that they couldn't use the pool. So I thought, this is great. We can open up the pool, invite everyone. Not a single person came to that pool party. Oh, that's sad. I don't know if it was orchestrated or it was just a weird circumstance, but uh I don't know. I've I've tried. I tried. Okay. Uh, you say a small community, a couple hundred people or something. When you move in and you start bringing Unicult members in, your numbers would very quickly rival the townspeople. Like, do you think there's maybe a fear that you know Unicult is going to take over? Unicult will be mayor. Everything is going to change. Will be you know the bylaws will relate to like crystals and seances. <laughs> You know, like, do you think that's a concern for people? And is that something you thought about, like, your as your numbers raise? I mean, it seems like an inevitable conclusion, but I don't know that other people have caught on to that yet. I'm not going after the mayor's job at this time. Like, the things they vote on are not things I understand. Like, last time, like one of the first times I went to the city council meeting, they were approving thousands of dollars for a nativity scene um, for the town. And I thought, isn't that church and state, you know? And so I don't understand. I don't understand the politics of this region. So I definitely would not, even if offered, would not take the role of mayor at this time. But you're not ruling but, in the future because I'm moving there <laughs> if you become mayor. 100%. <laughs> I, I don't think it's out of the question. It's a very, very, very small town. And I don't think too many people are keen on being the mayor. Okay. Um, uh, Let's get into uh, what's what's in the future and what's going to change for you. Because, of course, in, in two months, um, Unicol is going to have even more on their plate than paying for the lawn and dealing with the townspeople. How do you see this going once a baby comes into the picture? You know, being pregnant is one thing, but actually having the baby there. It's so confusing and overwhelming because on one hand, I just want to cocoon and just be like, I just want to raise my baby. And then on the other hand, I'm like, I I am so ambitious and I'm like, mm -hmm. why I need help raising my baby so I can keep doing what I want to do. And 
theoretically, I'd like to just keep having babies. Like I want to have as many babies as I oh possibly God. can. Don't let the townspeople hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Once we figure out cloning, they're going to have a real problem. <laughs> but it's very, um, it, 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 it knocks you out to be pregnant, you know? So in order for that to be a reality and for me to be happy, I would need quite a bit of support in place. Um, already. So honestly, I don't know the answer to the question. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what it looks like. There's been times when I'm like, am I quitting Unicult? Because I just don't have the energy. I don't feel the same feelings that I, I mean, my hormones are all crazy. So it's just been a really big period of reflection for me. My life's work is my life's work. And um, I'm so proud of the philosophy of Unicult. I don't know what it's going to look like physically. Mm. I have no idea. Mm. What's happening there in the, at in uni acres now who is living with you are there is it called members from other parts of of the world or close friends and family like who is there with it's you? it's close friends i've got um a roommate and her baby and she's her own uh sort of celebrity version of herself she's similar to me but very different mm -hmm. and we get along great she's amazing her name's labana and then um i'm also living with uh, a friend who's just been so helpful. I mean, he he's helped me with every single thing that I've needed, uh, mm. from glasses of water to moving ladders. And uh, well, they say it takes a village, right, to to raise kids. It also takes a village to look after someone during a pregnancy. So it's uh, it's great that you have a, a a inner circle like that that's helping you get through um, just this complicated situation that you're in. But it, but an incredible I, and fascinating situation. Uh, I, I want to ask you about this is. Everything you do and everything about you seems to defy kind of the societal norms. Everything you've done that I've seen is is unique and distinctly unical. When when you go on your journey of raising a child, what kind of social norms about parenthood do you expect to leave behind? Like, are there certain things you're like, I'm not even going to get into that with uni baby? Well, I don't, I don't think that I intentionally do things weird or hard, but I do. Right. And it's just the way that it ends up happening. And so with raising a kid, I'm actually, a, I definitely have awareness of my tendency to take things too far or into extremes, let's say. And so I really am wanting to prepare this child for what I believe the future is, which is, um, you know, no, not as much reliance on the systems that are currently in place and having more emotional intelligence and also being physically fit and strong and um, healthy uh, and doing so by interacting with nature, right? So I don't think that's too radical. Um, mm -hmm. There's definitely a lot of <clears throat> but maybe experiments that I want to do with telepathy and maybe language and, and thinking like that. Um, but I also don't want to push my child into the, <laughs> I mean, this kid's going to grow up and be like, I was raised in a cult and they're going to be a hundred percent right about that. And so I want to give them as much freedom to interact with, uh, society yeah. well, as, I, as well. I tell you, the baby's going to have some, uh, as they grow up, some fun, fun experiences with you, because I, I've described you at times as like maybe the world's worst roommate. Like I watch a video and it's, 
without any kind of explanation, you never know what you're going to see when you post something on Instagram, but it could be, I don't know, you on the floor surrounded by weird lights with a repeating looping synthesizer sound and you're chanting. And it, that would just be, you know, that's like a unique normal thing. Friday. That's a Friday. Um, I've watched a few of your videos with my 10 year old son and introduced him to the concepts of Unicol and Unicult. And he's always amazed um, when I show him videos you make of just, I think he's amazed just that someone is living a life like you live. I recall one video in particular that he really enjoyed and it was, the video starts with you're sitting on stairs and I think you're crying and the camera pans down to like a broken crystal. And I think the concept of the video is like, crystals are people and you dropped and shattered your crystal but it's like we're we're smiling and joking about it now but in the video that is so sincere it was heartbreaking you were heartbroken <laughs> i was heartbroken and we watched that video and i just my son was probably like eight or nine then and i just looked at him and i asked like what do you think of this and he's like i've never seen anything like this before <laughs> Um, but I introduced him to, to you and your concepts as a way to explain and show him that there are people who are vastly different from each other and we all exist together and live together and you know and enjoy each other's company and uh so i, I think maybe i don't know if he's going to join you but he's at least um appreciates the the unique uh mark you leave on the world yeah, as do i i love that i yeah. love that so much and and you know like i was saying it's like i i do think like I'm going to be a great, I do think I'm going to be a great parent. I'm going to give them a unique perspective. I think they're going to be very much prepared. I, I think of myself as someone with one foot in and one foot out of, of the real world, but uh, I'll give you an example of something <laughs> that some other people talked me out of, which is, I, I don't think that the government necessarily should know our real names, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that the, we should have a legal name and then we should have our real name. And so I was thinking, well, I'm just going to choose like from the top five baby names and then like choose a last name that's the like top five last names and just create a single gender neutral name and give this to my my child as their legal name, but then name them something, something yeah. real. So, so make them completely anonymous just by going with, you know, Mike Smith as an example. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And um. And then I was thinking, well, if I want to have a lot of kids, I, I don't want them to be distinct from each other legally. So um, I'll just name them all the same thing legally. <laughs> and to me, this is like a very rational and reasonable idea, you mm -hmm. know, and someone said, what happens if they end up going to school or daycare or something? And, and people find out that they all have the same legal name. They're the, from the cult down the road and they all have the same name. Like, And I was like, this is horrifying. Like, This is the most embarrassing childhood you could ever create for a kid, you know? <laughs> oh, man. But so, I, I, can, I can follow your logic, but then when reality kind of hits, like there's going to be some things that they're going to experience that um, that don't necessarily yeah that conflict yeah. with unicult and unicol and yeah i see that so it must the be conflict that i create <laughs> exactly so you almost need like a social editor you know you're gonna yeah i do yeah. and so i feel like my roommates and my baby's dad i feel like we check like me and my baby's dad check each other we have a lot of the same ideas but i i appreciate his input a lot because i'm like this is half of you 
tell me what you think about this, you know, and, uh, and that way I don't take it too far. Mm -hmm. uh, that was something I was going to ask as well. When, when you described your search for a uni mate, someone to impregnate you, it, it seemed like it was kind of going to be a transactional thing, but you were open to the idea of a relationship. Uh, you just described um, this ongoing kind of collaboration between you two. Is this more than a collaboration on having a baby or who is this person to you? And do you plan on having them in your and your child's life in the future? I definitely want to co-parent with him. He's a difficult person. Um, so I don't, we, I don't know. <laughs> he's a difficult person. We, he's a difficult person. I'm a difficult person. And um, we made a baby. And so I do believe that uh, he's going to be a great dad. And he lives in another state. So I don't know how, we don't know how it's going to work. We really don't know anything, but we do know that we're excited to have the baby and we're going to just start there. So, um, yeah, we, we haven't had a, a history of having a, a super good, uh, romantic relationship, but, uh, we do get along. So there's that. Uh, nothing but exciting and interesting and positive things on the horizon for Unicol, Unicult. Uni Acres. And are we saying Uni Baby or is there something? Yeah, Uni you're... Baby works. Uni Baby. Uh, it's a pleasure to catch up with you. I'm always intrigued by the way you see the world and the way you share your life. And I appreciate you talking with me and sharing it with my listeners as well. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a joy. I want to thank you for joining Unicole and I for this episode of Nighttime. If you want to learn more about Unicult, I've added some links to this episode's description. Now I'm going to start wrapping up this episode, but before we part, let me end with some thanks. First, a big thanks to Unicult for sharing an evening with me and with you, the listeners of Nighttime. A big thanks to Monty Data, who contributes to the music for this episode, and to LJ from the Dystopian Simulation Podcast, who provides my intro and outro voiceovers. And then lastly, but most importantly, a massive thank you goes out to each and every one of you listening to Nighttime, as without your interest and your support, this show would be as pointless as it would be impossible. Now on the topic of support, let me thank the newest subscribers to the premium feed. Krista, Leslie, and Grumpy Chat, thank you for going premium. And for anyone else who'd like to support the show, you can help out in a variety of ways. First of all, a premium feed subscription only costs a couple of dollars a month, gives you the episodes two days early, gives them to you ad-free, and gives you access to a full back catalog of episodes. You can go premium now at patreon.com slash nighttimepodcast. And for anyone else, you can help out the show by simply sharing these episodes on social media and letting like-minded friends know what we're doing here. If you have any story ideas, if you want to give feedback on the show, or contribute a voice memo to be aired and responded to in an upcoming episode, you can do all that and more at nighttimepodcast.com slash contact. We hope to hear from you. But until then, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and let me know if you see anything weird. The Nighttime Podcast is written, hosted, and produced by Jordan Bonaparte. Her name is Elsbeth. Elsbeth Tassioni. You know her as the offbeat but brilliant defense attorney from The Good Wife and The Good Fight. You've been a very busy little bee. Buzz, buzz. Now she's in New York with the NYPD. This is very different. Better. But still using her unconventional ways to find the truth. 
Are you trying to sniff me, Miss Tassioni? <laughs> Elsbeth, new series Thursdays on Global. Stream on Stack TV.